business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. This week has been lovely for me. Um, a little different because in Canada this past weekend was Thanksgiving long weekend. And for me, family, as I'm sure you guys probably know, is a very, very big deal. I love my family. I'm blessed to have such an amazing, supportive, huge family dynamic where everybody is so interconnected and there's just so much love and closeness and holidays, especially Thanksgiving and Christmas are usually where we get to spend all this wonderful time together. But due to the pandemic, (laughs) um, the government actually reduced the gatherings from 50 to 10 and 10 is like two families in my family. And Thanksgiving is usually comprised of at least four families, you know, and this year we had to do things a lot differently. It was very small. We didn't have a lot of the necessary people who I love and missed so much. It was just really my family and my aunt's family, very small, very intimate. And this new normal, hopefully it will be, if everybody behaves themselves and the numbers stop going up, Hopefully this will be over in time for Christmas. Not, I don't think the pandemic will be over, but I, hopefully they'll be able to, instead of us reverting back to 10 people, they'll be able to push us back forward to 50 people so that we can really celebrate Jesus Christ's birthday in the way that makes me happy. And it's just, it was a different, it was an adjustment, you know, and yes, we made the best of it. We made it work. Of course, my mind was on the people who I was hoping I, I'd see who I haven't, but safety, health, and all of that stuff is very important. And if we have to sacrifice one holiday of everybody being together so that we can have everybody still alive and well, that is a very good trade-off to me. I hope you guys who are in Canada also enjoyed your Thanksgiving and everyone else all over the world. I hope you guys had a good weekend and I hope your week has been well since we last spoke. I hope that this new quarter, this final quarter, this new month has given you a little bit of hope and a little bit of a fresh start. And I hope that you've been able to just really look over what your plans were and adjust and pivot accordingly without giving up and understanding that there is still a lot left to squeeze out of 2020. And I also hope you had some time to meditate on and apply the words to live by for last week, which were my push is connected to other destinies. And what I learned with regards to this is that purpose is very selfless, which I think I already knew, but just thinking about the fact that you're attached to destinies just really had me thinking of when I do my best work and when I am the best version of myself. And I find that that is when I focus on my purpose and for focus, English guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) When I focus on what I'm meant to do for other people and I don't get lost in the wants of my flesh. 
I'm someone who, when I get really intertwined into what I want for myself, what I need, what, like just what I want and just get very self-centered, I, I easily come off of balance of what I'm meant to do because wanting for myself and getting to that selfish place starts to make me look at myself as a victim of all the things that aren't going right, all the things that people aren't doing for me, all the ways that I've been there for people and they're not reciprocating. And I just go on this negativity spiral on the woe is me train all the way down to nothing good actually. And in realizing the selflessness of my purpose, it really put things back in perspective for me. Do what you're supposed to do. And in the Bible, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and all else shall follow. Right. And I know that when I am in my purpose, when I'm doing the things I'm meant to do, when I'm focused on serving others through my work, through my creativity, through my blessings, through my kindness, through my humility, whatever it is, whatever way I'm focused on being a light, essentially, Everything else I want kind of does follow along. I get peace of mind. I get love. I get happiness. I get financial compensation. I get, I get confidence. I get pride, like a good type of pride, not (laughs) egotistical pride. And what I learned this week, especially is that we need to be good stewards of our purpose. Our purposes are given to us by God and in being given this gift and I have a whole episode on gifts so it's given to us freely but just because something is given to us freely and it comes easy to us doesn't mean there's not a responsibility on required of us of how we handle that purpose that has been given to us right and there's and that responsibility is the understanding of the magnitude of this purpose and understanding the fact that it transcends beyond you which goes right back into the words to live by that our push of our purpose our stewardship of our purpose is connected to many other destinies you cannot afford to sit here and not do what you're meant to do because you feel lazy or you don't feel inspired because somebody that one person who's going to see that thing that you're doing and be triggered by it is waiting on you. Don't get discouraged because, oh, I created something and I thought it would go viral or I've seen what other people have created and it's not even 2% as good as what mine is, but they're getting all of these, all of this love, all of this affection, all of these accolades. When is it going to be going to be my turn? That's not your business friend. That is not your business. Your purpose is to diligently do what you're meant to do. It's to push. It's it's to impact. Because sometimes we're waiting for the grandiose public recognition of what we've done. That Instagram follow, that 10,000 likes, that accolade, that public display of congratulations. And we have... Because of society, of course, and because this is a likes generation, we have, we equate our doing well of whatever it is we're doing to other people's mass acknowledgement of that. But that's not, that's not good stewardship. Good stewardship is doing what we're meant to do regardless, because sometimes you're the catalyst, your work, whatever it is you do is going to trigger that one person who's going to change the world. So what do you want? Do you want to, do you want the claps or do you want the impact? Right. And are you okay with being 
okay with doing just what you're meant to do and maybe never even knowing where it ends up. But being confident in the fact that this is what I was meant to do. This is my purpose. I have been a good steward over it. I've done everything I'm required to do, even when it's not comfortable, even when it's not cute, even when I'm not getting the claps because there are destinies attached to this. This is bigger than me. And instead of me just looking at what I want in exchange for the work, which is the the like tangible or visible confirmation that it's good? Am I still willing to do what I'm required to do when that's not happening? And that's where the push comes from, right? And that's where sometimes getting out of your needs and your wants and getting into the fact that there are people attached to this outside of me and I cannot afford to allow them to wait. I cannot afford to be so caught up in what I want for myself that I'm going to be selfish and not give this gift that has been put inside of me so that other people can get what they want. That's where the perspective needs to change. I did not mean to go on this rant. This is actually my second recording of this intro because the first one, my tongue just wasn't working. You guys know English betrays me all the time, but I now see why I had to record it again because this is what I need to say. I don't know who this is for. I don't know who needs to hear this, but take yourself seriously and take, take your purpose seriously and step out outside of yourself. Because when you step outside of yourself, step into, and you step into your purpose, give it time. All of the accolades, all of that stuff will come and it'll come in a way where it won't be fleeting because the same people on social media who are clapping are the same ones who are, who grab a bag of popcorn to watch the descent. Is that what we want? We want longevity. We don't want that 15 minutes of fame. We don't want that. Oh yeah. One day I, I wrote something and it went viral, but, and then I chased that high forever. And I started creating my work in a way to attract that type of attention instead of creating and working in the purpose that you're actually meant to be in. You know, it's all about perspective and how we look at things and how what we weigh as more important. And for me, I know that when I'm within that selfish range that I don't want to or in that selfish place where I'm just focused on myself it makes it very hard for me to even work well for my purpose. So I hope you guys had some time to really think over that. And if you didn't, I hope this gives you a little bit more perspective and understanding. And I hope that this helps you to be able to apply the words to live by and the way it worked for me in a way that can work for you as well. So with that being said, I'm going to get into the actual body of the episode. So this week we are going to be talking about submission. So submission, submit, that scary five-letter word that really just saying it gives people goosebumps, saying it makes people like, I don't even know, something about that submit word is just hard for people to grasp. And last week, Jeannie Mai, who is an on-air personality, on the show, The Real, a daytime talk show, spoke about her plans to take a submissive role in marriage. Well, in yes, in marriage to her future husband, her now fiance, Jeezy, right? And as usual, when women say, I'm gonna be submissive or I'm gonna take a submissive role in my marriage, the opinions abound. <laughs> and the opinion, some people were like, yup, yeah, that's what you should do. It makes absolute sense. And, um, don't get me wrong. You can go on YouTube and see what she says about this. I'll hopefully I don't forget. I will link, 
um, yes, I will put a link to her little segment on this discussion in the show notes so that you guys can take a look and really understand where she's coming from. She did not just say, I'm going to submit, respect my marriage. That's it. She really gave, um, justification as to why she felt that that was what she wanted for her marriage and her life. But with that being said, once you say something publicly, people's opinions, as I said, are going to abound. And in just thinking of all the conversations that were brought up with regards to the topic of submission through what Jeannie Mai said, and just the topic of submission in general, I just realized that submission is a tricky one. It's, it's one of those things that you will find people who are very like you, people are usually just on one side or the other. There's very few people who are really in the middle in the middle, especially when it comes to submission in marriage, because in the Bible, it says that women, wives should submit to their husbands, right? And what I found is that many people perceive this as oppression and weakness. And the fact that it says that in the Bible and the fact that many men <laughs> have used it as a, a way to really justify forced oppression and and to really just, what's the word I'm looking for? To really just, yeah, oppress their spouses. That's why it's really been looked at incorrectly, in my opinion. And of course, forced submission can be extremely oppressive. I'm, I need to put that out here because I don't know who's going to stumble upon this episode and be like, she's here telling women to submit or something. No, forced submission, where you force someone to submit, where you push them down is extremely, extremely oppressive. Extremely oppressive. I'm not going to sit here and argue it. I'm not going to sit here and flip it around. It is extremely oppressive, but that is not what I'm going to be talking about today. So let me just put that out there in the beginning so that I don't have to keep coming back to that. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. Force submission, any type of force in that type of way is extremely oppressive. That's not what I'm talking about. And what I really want to do for the remainder of this episode is I'm going to, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to give you guys some new ways to look at submission or what I what I'd consider the correct ways to look at submission and then also give you a three-point formula to develop healthy submission in your life. And this is not just in relationships, but in every single part of your life. Because I need to start off by saying that we submit every day, friends. Um, we submit to our bosses. We submit to the law. We submit to contracts and we submit to governments, uh, um, to name a few things, right? It, I feel that the use of the word submission is actually where the point of contention is. It's not the action because you submit to law every single day. When, when you see a, a, a trap, um, a speed sign that says you can go a maximum of 50 kilometers and you decide to go 50 kilometers, you are submitting to the law. <laughs> You are, you didn't make the speed sign. You did not decide that this is what it should be. Somebody else decided that this is what it should be. And for whatever reason, you respect the decision they've made and you go along with it. And there are some people who don't submit to the, to the speed law. And what happens? They get tickets. You know, you submit to your bosses. Um, you submit to your job because you, 
you go to that job and you understand that there are rules, regulations, and um, expectations of you. And in exchange for payment, which is your salary, you abide by whatever it is they tell you to do. Do you always agree with it? Absolutely not. And we contracts, same thing. We sign contracts all the time. You download a new app and you click accept. You've just submitted to something, friend. Like, <laughs> you don't, half of the time we don't know what it is. We've, we've given them access to something that they now have authority over to some extent. And we do that in exchange for the uses of their services, right? And what I really want you guys to do there are three ways that I want you to really look at submission and healthy submission that'll maybe help you to be able to really change your mind about understanding what it means because when submission when forced submission is what it seems that people try to use to justify it makes it gives submission as a whole a bad rap that I believe it doesn't deserve and the first thing I want you guys to do is to see submission as a relinquishing instead of weakness. And the difference is when you relinquish something, you have the power and the decision and you decide to give that away in exchange for something else, right? You gave it away. It wasn't, it wasn't forced upon you. You were given a decision or you were given the power and the authority to do what whatever it is, right? So for the most part, if you look at the things that we submit to, the decision is ultimately yours on whether or not you submit, right? And of course there are consequences in some situations when you don't submit. And just to go back to the government one, right? Because people might think we're being forced to submit to the government. I'd say yes and no, because in some ways, yes, um, there are rules and regulations and one of the things is that they give us a justification as to why these things are in place, right? So we do have some information and this might sound, well, actually, no. Um, yes, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking out loud. So when they now give us a, an option, we can decide whether or not we want to submit to that. And in the chance, in the chance that we want to submit, so we want to follow um, the speed limits and things like that, we can continue to do that. And in the event that we don't want to follow it, whereas we go 150 zone, we will receive a ticket, right? And we'll, we'll be sanctioned or whatever it is. And in the event that the mass government is doing something that the people don't believe in and people no longer want to submit, that's where you see revolutions. That's where you see protests and all of these different types of expressions of lack of trust in or lack of confidence in whatever the government or whatever body it is, is trying to do. Right. So when we relinquish and the way that we relinquish in that type of government context is to vote, right? So we give our vote and then we obey whatever laws. And in the event that we no longer want to submit because we see that this is not beneficial to us, there are some actions that we can take that go against that, right? So that's the first point is that submission is relinqu relinquishing. So a lot of times people do look at submission as weakness, but Weakness is lack of control. Weakness is an it is what it is. But this is not an it is what it is. This is you've told me what it is and I have decided that I want to go along with it. And for that reason, that I am giving you whatever type of authority it is over this situation. The second point is that 
healthy submission is an exchange. It should not be one-sided. And if you really look at healthy submission and you look at the things I've said, going to work, you're submitting to your boss, you're submitting to the company in exchange for a salary, right? In um, with the law, you're ex- you're paying taxes to the government in exchange for security, electricity, um, maintenance of the roads, and certain other benefits of society that are funded by your payment of taxes. Let's just say, right? And I think that's a very important part, especially with marriage. When we look at the word husband submit, I'm sorry, wives submit to your husbands, it's an exchange. You're not just giving up everything you own. You're not just laying it down there for somebody to just take control of your life and not give you anything in return. And you become a yes woman or a yes man to the machine or, or to the person who now holds control over you. Right. And in marriage, especially, and in relationships, it's about paying attention to that, to that exchange because healthy submission is you giving authority over whatever portion of your life or relationship it is in exchange for something, in exchange for security, in exchange for safety, in exchange for, in exchange for less confusion, right? Like if I'm someone who, for example, I have a finance background. If my spouse does not have a finance background, it might be better for me to be the one who handles the bills. That doesn't mean that they can't come over and say, what are like, Oh, what, what happened with the bills? Show me. And I'll be like, no, this is my responsibility. I'm not supposed to do this or vice versa. Right. There's an exchange instead of somebody having to take their time to really learn how to do finances. Now that you're in a partnership, the person who's better at that takes it over. And that other person in their trust relinquishes that role and that responsibility to this person because they understand that they are better suited for it, right? It's not one-sided because now the fact that you don't have to sit there and learn how to do finances for dummies makes it easier for you to focus on some other things that will benefit the partnership and allow us to grow together instead of us focusing our skills, our talents, or our abilities on things that are not necessarily beneficial. And the third point is that submission does not mean shut up. (laughs) And I think this is one of the most important ones. Your opinions are still extremely valid and they need to be considered. I like, it doesn't mean shut up. Like, I don't know how else to put it. You know, I want you to understand that when you submit, you still have an opinion. You you can still ask questions in healthy submission. Of course, I don't, I'm going to try I keep saying healthy submission, but let me just say for, from now on, when I use the word submission in any context here, unless I state otherwise, it is healthy submission, right? So healthy submission does not mean shut up. You still have your opinions. They're still valid and they are still, they still need to be considered. And what this really boils down to is respect, right? Just because somebody is the czar or the, <laughs> or the, the head of a situation doesn't mean that that goes without reproach. That doesn't mean that if the head is doing something that you do not agree with, you do not have the right to question. 
you do not have the right to say, well, I, I know you said this is how you're going to do it, but I see it in a different way. Could you explain to me? And if we really look at the things we're submitting to, like the examples I gave of like your bosses, laws, contracts, those situations can all just be called the figureheads, right? So they're the heads of the situation, um, head of, head of state, head of the organization, head of the company, head of the household, if you want to say husbands, right? Um, and when your boss is doing something crazy or ridiculous, you have a right to contact HR. You know what I mean? Like we don't just sit there and say, oh, because I'm paying you or because you're getting something in exchange or because you've said that I'm going to lead in this respect, that there is no check and balance. And in healthy submission, there is an extremely important check and balance. And I think that's where the power comes back to it, right? It's where people feel like um, submission can be oppressive is where they feel like they no longer have a voice because they've submit, they have relinquished, even if they've done so willingly, when they've done so willingly, they feel that they now no longer have a right to speak against things that no longer seem appropriate because of the fact that they have relinquished that power to somebody else. But healthy submission is, is conversation, is decorum, is it's checks and balances and it's being considered and being respected. So with that being said, I just want to move quickly into the three point formula for healthy submission in any aspect of your life. If you take these three points and you use it, you'll always be able to find the pain point in whatever submission situation is difficult for you. You'll be able to find where the change has happened. And because submission is a choice and it is relinquishing, you'll be able to decide, is this something that I still want to submit to? Is this something that's still beneficial to me? Does this make sense? Do I, and if I want to continue this pain point, how will I fix it? How will we go about fixing it? How will I ensure that I'm feeling comfortable in this situation and that it's serving me in the way it initially had when I decided to submit in the first place? So the first point is confidence in self and position. I think above everything, you guys really know, I really come back to the mind and how what we think and how we process things really just transcends into every other part of our lives. And submission is no different. In order to effectively, healthily submit, it's healthily even a word I can't say, but healthily submit, you need to first have confidence and this, the confidence is in self as, and is in position confidence in self, because one, you know what you're doing, you know what you're worth, you are going into this for the right reason, and you are standing firm on the foundation of who and what you are, right? The foundation is the most important because the moment the foundation shifts everything on top of it shifts as well, you know? Like going from a place of being secure to a place of feeling insecure in yourself makes you just look at the world differently, look at everybody's actions differently, look at everybody's intentions differently, which is why it is so important to first have confidence. You can't even submit healthily to anybody if you don't even know who you are because the moment you decide to make that decision, there'll be this level of insecurity that's not even coming from the person or whether or not they're deserving of the position you've given them in your life. It's coming from you not even being able to trust your discernment to ensure that they're worthy of the sub of you to take that submissive role towards them. 
and this is everything, right? It's, it's, it's the, it's paranoia and it's everything. And, um, the confidence in position works in the same way, right? Am I really confident that this is where I want to be? Do I believe in this situation? Do I believe in this person? Do I believe in this entity? Do I believe that I am secure enough as a person here and not secure from their, their angle? It's secure from my own angle. Is this even really what I want for myself? <laughs> and these are questions that we really need to ask ourselves and dig deep and look into. And confidence and internal will always be the first in any step I give because I don't think anything externally can happen until we do the work inside of us because you'll be getting wonderful and amazing on the outside, but because you haven't done the work on the inside, you won't even be able to accept it or receive it in the way that you should. The second point is trusting in the person or the entity. This is of the utmost importance in submission because if you do not trust in the person or the entity, it will be impossible for you to submit in a healthy way because how are you going to trust? How are you going to give your power to somebody? How are you going to loosen the reins and let somebody else take control when you don't even trust that they know how to drive? Like, it's as simple as that. I'm not going to give you anything if I don't even trust you to steward over it well, if I don't trust you to handle it well, I don't trust you to be able to understand the magnitude and the importance and the power of what I've given you and to handle it with care. And this, this is where you see revolutions, right? When people have confidence in the abilities that they have for themselves, but they don't trust in the entities that have power over them. That's where you see revolutions. That's where you see revolts. That's where you see coup d'etats. That's where you see change. That's where you see divorces, unfortunately, when there's a lack of trust. Because if you're going to give something to somebody and allow them to have power or control, you have to, you have to have this peace of mind that they can handle that situation that you've given them. And the moment that you feel that they cannot handle it, it's where submission and trust will become so much more difficult. And the third pain point, or sorry, the, the third point is consistency. And this is where you really do the checks and the balances because confidence in self and confidence in position change all the time. And as, I so, and as I told you earlier, that confidence in self and confidence in position are the foundations on which everything else stands. So let's just go back to the c career or business submission. So you submit to your boss and you're in this position and you have confidence that you are, you are well-equipped and well-balanced for this role, right? And you know that you have what it takes and the compensation is nice and everything's worth it. But then there comes a point where maybe you go to school, you go back to school or you take another course. And then now your confidence in yourself has increased to the point where you know that you're now capable of a better position, right? And you deserve more pay and you deserve better for this situation. And now your confidence in the position you're in starts to diminish because it's like, I do not deserve to be here. This is not what my work ethic and what I've proven to you deserves. And because of that, I no longer have confidence in the position that I'm in. I do not feel secure here. I'm not comfortable here. And I, 
I want more so I can't even focus and give my all because I'm just not satisfied. And then because of that shift in the consistency of your confidence, your trust in the company now changes, right? Because I don't trust you guys. If you guys don't see this in me, if you don't see what I deserve, I don't trust you because I need more and I know my worth and you guys aren't seeing it. And based on the fact that you're not seeing it, I no longer want to be here. So what are you going to do? Have a conversation with them and let them know what's happening to maybe try and change the trust and get your trust in them aligned with the new confidence you have in yourself and the confidence you have in the positions that you should hold. And in the event that they do not do what you're asking or that they do not see you in that light, the submission now becomes difficult, you know, because I'm not going to continue to work for you guys and trust you guys and spend my time here if you guys don't even see my value. So then what do you do? You you start applying for new jobs and you get out of there, you know, and really the consistency, which is the third point, is really where things continue to change because there always has to constantly be a battle, um, a balance between confidence and trust. That balance needs to be checked on every so often because as people were constantly evolving and as and if we are evolving as people, other people are evolving and changing as well. Other entities are evolving and changing. And as we see the changes in these dynamics, that's usually where that insecurity comes up and where that feeling of "Mm, I've been giving all of this to this person, but for whatever reason, I don't feel like they're deserving anymore. And it's a matter of understanding where that's coming from and really working towards fixing it in whatever way is suitable for you. So in relationships, which is the really, really the pain point of the submission discussion, consistency is key, right? Because It's one thing to be able to start a relationship with somebody and feel confident in yourself and feel confident in your position in that relationship. Based on that confidence in your positioning and in yourself, you then look at that external person and you, and you see whether or not you trust them, what you trust them more with, what you trust them less with, what you feel that they should take the reins on because they've proven themselves. And it's one thing for us in one season to feel like somebody has proven themselves or for us in one season to feel a level of confidence, but seasons change, right? And that's where you really need to just keep coming back to the consistency talk. Are you consistently trustworthy? Are you consistently confident? Are you consistently secure in your position? And as life changes and as seasons change, the that answer will go up and down, right? But we look at the full picture and where and that's where communication also really comes in of understanding what you want to do next, you know? So I really hope that that helps you guys and that that puts things in perspective and it helps you to see that submission in itself is not a bad thing. It is an honor to really find someone who you can safely submit to. It's the sharing of burdens. It's taking weight off of yourself and giving it onto someone who you know will carry it and not drop it, you know? And because of the fact that you've been able to share your burden with somebody, you can now take a little bit of that extra lightness that you now hold and 
move into other directions and do other things that will also still be beneficial to the whole. Because as I said, this is an exchange as you submit to somebody and you, you relinquish your powers. They are also giving you in exchange things that are beneficial to you as well. And that is where we just constantly need to keep our mind and keep focus of. It's always paying attention to where submission is no longer healthy and trying our best to get ourselves to a place back of healthy submission or remove ourselves from a situation if healthy submission is no longer a reality that is available and afforded to us in that situation. So I'm going to add the mindset shifts as well as um, the three-point formula to the show notes as well for you guys to just take a look at and really just consider and see if it can help you in your life because submission is, as I said, a part of every single aspect of our lives to some extent, unless you're an island and a hermit who lives with nobody but yourself. And if you're here with Wi-Fi listening to me in your ear, you're not one of those people, right? So (laughs) I guess then it applies to you. And with that, I'm going to quickly get into the words to live by for this week, which were, which are, I decide how and what I give. We have a lot of power, friends, and I think it's important to realize that if I give my everything or if you give your everything to someone or you give in a capacity in whatever capacity it is that you do, remember that the decision is ultimately yours. And a lot of times we move in autopilot so often that we don't even realize that the decisions that we make off the cuff or the decisions that we make without thinking, we... It might be a defense mechanism, but we actually do have the ability to really stop and decide if that is how we want to give and what we want to give. And it's beautiful to be able to be in those safe spaces where what we do by autopilot without thinking is never really rocked or shaken and it's always really confirmed and positive. But in the event that it is rocked and shaken, I don't want you guys to take a situation that's negative or not what you expected and relinquish your power and say, I'm never going to be like this again. Now, maybe it's just time for you to decide how you give it. Whereas before you just gave it in whatever way it came or decide what you give. We really do have a lot of power and I don't want situations in life or negative understandings of situations to really just stop us from taking our authority and dictating how and what we give and in the ways that and the ways that we can do things that will be satisfactory to us and also positive to those around us so thank you guys so 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 much for listening have an amazing week and i'll talk to you next wednesday